1: And welcome back to Rule the Roost Podcast. It's been a it's been a long cold summer. Well it's, yeah, I guess so. Um anyway, I am your host to trunk, coming at you like the sound of a toilet clogged with feces as it struggles to flush. And I'm joined as ever by my uh host faithful co host, Mr. Raj Baines. How you doing, Raj?
2: Not too bad. We should have packed this in given by your your intro, it probably had its day by now, on not it? Yeah, I should have said, coming at you like the sound of a, I don't know. Just leave that joke behind. It's not. It didn't work the first time. A smug
1: calculator. It's Raj Baines. There you go. <laughs> and uh, there we have the giggling of, I don't know, what can I, t- what's that word for people that don't do technology? Is it a troglodyte? No, it's a cave dweller, isn't it? It's a luddite. A luddite, that's the one, yeah. So uh yeah, our Luddite in chief, Mr Sebastian Bloor, do you like that one? I do like
0: that one, mate. That's that that's that's good. I like how before we started recording and you two were discussing the sort of the dynamic of how we put out the pod this year, that it was just a discussion between the two of you. Even though that I was on the call, there was no sort of it was just a two way two way chat. You can chime in every now and again if you want to, mate. You know, it's
1: no no obligation or anything,
0: but you know. Like, it feels like a child shouting at two adults engaged in a conversation, then, doesn't it, really?
2: If you offered anything useful, then we'd listen to you.
0: I've managed to get away with it for
2: quite
1: <laughs> yeah. a while, to be fair. so um, Yeah, I, you might have heard, let's just, you know, there's an elephant in the room and that's not any...
2: That's a terrible joke. No, it's
1: nothing about my fucking Twitter handle. Um, but, yeah, you might have heard some like advertising and stuff at the start. We've We've sold out basically. No, we haven't really. It's just a, a a company called Acast as approached us to essentially host our podcast and it did cost us a considerable amount to host it beforehand and now it doesn't. So, there we go. Job done.
0: Well, now we're all millionaires and we're actually doing this from Hawaii.
2: That's it. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. So, you know... Um...
2: Well, State of leads at this time of year it actually does look quite a bit like Hawaii, to be honest.
0: Why is that? Why is it really hot?
2: It's, it's really nice and sunny at the minute. Yeah, I can't complain.
0: Have you have you seen pictures of Hawaii before, Raj?
2: <laughs> yeah, it looks a bit like Halifax, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, spot on. It's the
1: industrial chimneys and things, is not it? That's, yeah. Uh, Christ, we've already run out of things to say, haven't we, lads? Should we just should we, fuck, should we fuck this off now? Yeah, go to the beach. Yeah. Let's do it. Um. Right. So yeah, we've done that. We've spoken about this. So let's let's. Uh, have you had a good summer, lads? Have you had a good summer? Put it that put it that way. Have you been enjoying what we've had the the under, the under twenty one euros in which England failed spectacularly? All Harry Kane's fault, of course. Mm. Yeah, do you enjoy
2: that? I've not paid attention to any football all summer apart from the Women's World Cup. Um, that's the only thing I've watched, and that was a very heartening and uh, and quite a fun thing to to embrace and, and be a part of. It was of. brilliant, wasn't
1: it? It actually was. And not even in that whole patronising way of like, I've just got to say I like women's football to be like, you know, politically correct or whatever. It, it was actually really good. I think the, the, the quality of the tournament and the quality of the football itself has vastly improved from even the last one. It's strange what happens when uh, people actually put money into coaching and stuff like that, isn't it? You know,
2: but, I, I like yeah. the fact that it was had a time difference. You had to stay up late for for the games, which was always amusing because then you you text Seb, who had to have an afternoon nap before uh, an <laughs> 11 o'clock just to make it through.
0: Well, mate, you, you, you're aware of my kind of um, my my late night living lately. Been all
2: kinds <laughs> yeah, you've of been that. going to bed at 11 p.m. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, we had that we had that post midnight chat a couple of nights ago as well. So, that was fun. <laughs> I think, I think even I was in bed by that yeah. point.
2: So, yeah, you were asleep by then, yeah, absolutely. It was because it was your birthday, Seb. we we forgot we, we to do that. Are we? we said happy birthday, we said happy birthday to you on, on your birthday, but because it's only a couple of days old, it's I think the statute of limitations had run out on, on wishing you a happy birthday. How was it turning 40? <laughs>
0: It was fun. I um I it was quiet because it wasn't it was <laughs> <laughs> just, Uh it's going to be a long season this, isn't it? Oh dear.
2: Um it, especially at our age. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um No,
2: you you were not 40. Yeah, what are you, what do you think? 31? I'm 31.
0: And um no, had a nice day. My my mum came down to visit me and we went for lunch and chatted and and uh it rained very heavily and we spoke about that quite a lot. Um but we had we, <laughs> It
2: sounds like an amazing day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, so, was she just was she was she delivering your MDMA or something?
0: No, so, I, or yeah. what, you know what, what was... <laughs> No, we had a fun day. Yeah. It was um always nice to catch up with my mum. Um but no, you know what? I um I, I definitely felt a sting when I turned thirty last year, but this one I just took in my stride. Kinda liked it. I don't like round numbers, so thirty, yeah, feel like you're on the cusp of something. Thirty one I felt like I was properly embedded in my thirties, so it
2: was a good day all round. That's nice to hear.
1: I oh, know, that is nice to How about you? There you go. How about you, guys? What have you been up to, mate?
2: Nothing, just working. Um, Doing as much as possible. Um, Having lines and whatnot, just usual, normal life. I mean, nothing exciting, because we're still in the midst of, of moving from uh, from Leeds to Huddersfield. We've you know, not been on holiday or anything like that, and I've not been away with any uh, mates or anything like that. I've done too much in the way of festivals or what have you as I usually do um, because I've just wanted to to be around um, in case (laughs) we move at any point because you never really know how long it takes Um, anyone that's been through it knows that it's you know one of the most uncertain things you can do so we've just slowly been packing the house up waiting to to move as and when it happens and hopefully um, it shouldn't be too long now this is going to be one of my my last shows from from this room in Leeds and then I'll be back in my own town of Huddersfield. Where I'll be a season ticket holder of the Terriers, no less.
0: Absolutely disgraceful, that mate. To be honest, yeah, that is a disgrace. Actually, well, we're gonna have to talk about that as the season goes on. Two hundred
2: and sixty-two pounds for an under 23s ticket was uh, was my swing point. It's not like it was a a, um, a a thing done out of love. It was a purely financial. This will be a fun thing to do on the weekend thing. And uh, my mate Sykes is from from Huddersfield as well. And although we both met each other and have lived in Leeds for most of us lives, we. You know, because it's his hometown club. We both have been every now and then. Does Does Sean Scannell still play for them? He does indeed. Sean Scannell does. He, he had a good season last year he, under I, uh, Chris Powell. I remember he was a, a
1: Championship manager wonder kid. You pick him up from Crystal Palace, and he'd 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 be amazing back in the day. Is he is he fulfilling that promise?
2: He's very quick. Um, he's not entirely intelligent, um, but he is very quick. Um, he's good at he's good at, good at what level <laughs> Huddersfield are at. To be honest, he, um, he he's very good at assisting uh, Naki Wells and and James Vaughan, and that's in, what his role is entirely. So
0: was Naki Wells the um, the? Yeah, that's what I was kind of about that to that say. Thing.
2: Bermudan, Sorry. isn't he? Is that the same? He guy? wasn't. Uh, yeah, he's he's Bermudan. Yeah, he's yeah. club record signing for about decent, two and a half three he? million, I think. Um, he's really really good. Yeah, he's um he's very quick. Um, he's one of those where he could have one of those seasons in the lower leagues where he scores like 30-40 goals, mm-hmm. like Jordan Rhodes did while he was at Huddersfield and get himself a a move for around for, for over 5 million somewhere to a club that wants to get into the Premier League he's got the right set of tools to do that, I'm not sh- entirely sure whether or not he'll, he'll be able to transfer that into the Premier League he'll probably struggle like players like Jermaine Beckford have done in the past but well, fucking
1: Bobby Zamora is a prime example of that mate, Like mm-hmm. he was a mm-hmm. fucking machine in the lower leagues and then it was at Brighton, yeah, he was... Um, yeah. I think he's still got the records, doesn't he, for like, League... Well, what had it been then? Division 2, Division 3, so League
0: 2, League 1 as well now? Uh, no, I think he was in the equivalent of the Championship when he was at Brighton. I'm pretty sure. I think he probably came up and, and played in a couple of divisions, but he was... At the point where he left, he... Um, he was definitely a championship player. No, but I mean where he set the records, I think it's like
1: oh, I right. think he set yeah, them in like League me. Two and then League yeah. One.
2: Wasn't he part of the Defoe deal from West Ham though? Wasn't he like a player plus cash swap thing that? Like?
1: Fuck no, we signed him from Brighton for about
0: I think we signed for fair whack as well, didn't we? About six mil or so, didn't we? I thought it was slightly higher than that. But I don't know. But it was some it was it was too large. Whenever <laughs> it was.
1: But I just remember him being really, really pacey in the few kind of YouTube compilations or whatever I, I'd seen at the time when there were all those chats of him. But, and then when he came to Spurs, he just seemed really, really slow. That seemed to be what let him down quite a lot. And also the fact that defenders are actually decent in the Premier League.
0: Well, see, it's the same problem as um, Gregor Raziak as well. I remember, I remember when we signed him, oh, I was oh, really excited oh, because he'd he done brilliantly at Derby. And it was kind of oh. before I had a, a proper appreciation for um, just how big the gap is between those top two divisions. Christ, he was, he was awful. Dreadful. Yeah, You could tell actually in five minutes that he wasn't good enough.
1: Up there with Gilbert. I think, honest, honest to God, I think Gilberto is the worst player I've ever seen in a Spurs shirt. Honestly speaking, I, I, I can't recall a player who... I'm not saying he is definitely the worst player, but in terms of performances... He's he's the worst performing player I've ever seen in my lifetime in a Spurs shirt. Was Gilberto.
0: His um, that was just strange though. But do you remember that that the last game he played was, it was in the middle of a transfer window, I think, and it was under Harry Redknapp, and Redknapp took him off at half time because his confidence had gone, and Redknapp comes out in the press afterwards and and, and talks publicly that about him not I, I can't remember the exact quote but he, he said something about him not being quite up to the standard and he just thought I mean, we all ignored it at the time because it felt like we were going somewhere good under right now. We were. Um but it was just he just completely threw him under the bus. Extraordinary I, I don't disagree with you and he was he absolutely wasn't good enough but it was still quite a quite an odd
2: one. I think Ricardo rossi was worse. Oh uh, he was all right. Are you- no, he wasn't. His first appearance in that Carlin Cup semi-final, the first one against Arsenal, where, oh, he, that, where he tried to dive and header head it off two inches off the floor. Diving header into the ground. Oh, he, that was shocking. I mean, it, it wasn't
1: great, but like I, was I don't so think so. Gilberto was appalling.
2: He then, he, then he went to Portsmouth, and I think within about five games, he'd had three red cards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was dog shit. He was dog shit. Yeah. He came from Benfica as well. Yeah we all thought he was great and he was properly terrible because he, he he was just one of those that didn't cuz he didn't find the pace of the league fast enough he never found mm. it and it's it sort of we'll get onto it but it's sort of a similar sort of case to what's happened to some of our the players that have left us this summer or are going to it's a similar similar problem we we still don't seem to be able to remedy
1: right well let's 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 move on to that anyway so uh what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to talk about Tottenham's Signings Confirmed signings thus far. And I just thought, backing us, just as I introduced the three new signings that we have made, um, because I'm assuming these will be uh, Paul Mitchell signings with his black box, we're going to be accompanied by the sounds of black box with Ride On Time. So, here we have the rule the roost, (laughs) Tottenham Hotspur, Transfer (laughs) Roundup. So, in at number one, Toby Alderweireld from Atlético Madrid coming in to Tottenham Hotspur for an undisclosed fee. What? Second in, we have this Kevin Bimmer from Cologne coming in at an undisclosed fee. Number three, Kieran Trippier coming in from Burnley for an undisclosed fee, and thus, uh,
0: thus concludes. Tottenham's transfers in. That was oh, well produced. Yeah. That segment. That was that was lovely. We never discussed this. We never discussed that at all. I've gone rogue, mate. I've gone Rambo. I've gone Rambo.
2: <laughs> I didn't get signed off. Um, that's getting edited out.
1: But no, don't you dare. <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only thing I bring to this pod, mate. A bit of a, a, asinine humour. I can tell
0: in your voice as you were introducing that that you've been thinking about that for probably probably since lunchtime today. <laughs>
2: it was- Spot yes.
0: on, spot on. I was gonna try and make a few
1: jokes around like the players' names and stuff, like I, I don't know, like something like you know, he's you're tripping out after the signing of Kieran Trippier, and I thought too far. Jesus, too far. We've, Jack. we've got too far. We've
2: got a new podcast host. We've not gone on local radio. <laughs>
1: Like that whole bloke we got on a few years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that whole bloke was terrible. Jesus, he's God. he's never coming on again. I'm glad they've been no, relegated. Mate. He, he remember how he got all like uh, he
1: got all like shirty with us. Not not any of the recent whole people. Like the very first series of uh, Royal Race, mm,
2: yeah. He he got annoyed with us because he had to leave yeah, for his like, yeah, gravi- he got to... graveyard shift at his radio <laughs> yeah. playing like seventies classics, and he thought it was like some big dog telling yeah. us that you're you're lucky to have got my time. And I'm like, sorry, mate, your free listeners are waiting in hope. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, like, well, we've uh, we've got over fifteen
1: minutes now, lads. So uh, you know, like, all right, mate, well, we do, we don't really enjoy talking about the whole ever. Anyway, fuck fuck him. He was boring and he was weird, and we never got Here, as well as that. Remember the
2: West Ham bloke as well? He was, we managed to get he, he was like a spokesperson for the club. He had like really nice, really good, um, like connections and like insight into the club. But he, he was just like the most boring man we've ever, we may have ever had on the show. In fact, he, yeah, he, he was, he, it was like, like we'd. Managed to pick someone who'd got like one of those half and half scarves and things. He was he was an incredibly odd man.
1: <laughs> an incredibly odd man. That'd be nice, be a nice <laughs> one for the for the headstone, that isn't it? Here lies, <laughs> here lies West Ham bloke, an incredibly odd man. Right, Toby Alderweireld. Let's let's just keep this keep this brief on each of them. I Mean, I w I wasn't overly I'll be honest, I wasn't at first I wasn't overly enthused with the idea of it. I, I kinda seen it as Southampton, yeah, they were they were defensively very sure last year. But he, he you know, I didn't really see people falling over themselves to to completely pin that on on all the else. It seemed to be more that people would often lord kind of Southampton's midfield and the way they'd shield their defence. Um, it seemed to me that Alderweireld kind of just had an acceptable season. He did quite well for them, and never really shone. And I guess I know you can you can kind of equate some of that to like bias against teams in in that bracket. Um, much as Saints fans won't like me referring to them in that way, luckily they don't listen. But I, 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 my main concern was that he you know might be blocking the progress of Eric Dyer, for example. Um, but the more and more I've kind of thought about it, the more and more I've warmed to the idea of him because he, he clearly has this partnership with Jan Vertonghen. It's not it doesn't seem to just be one of these things where, you know, for example, like when we brought Pochettino in, people were like, oh, well, that would be good for, for Lamella then because, you know, they're both Argentinian, even though there's no real link there aside for their nationality. Um, but it seems that Vatonga and Alderweireld do have this partnership, and as much as we have kind of bemoaned Vatonga and his, I don't know his 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 declining form, at least it, it, he is a he. You know he was he was pushing, at least being a world class footballer that first year we got him, and a, a, a truly top class defender yeah. at, at the very least. And I guess if we, if, we, if we've got someone like Alderweireld in alongside him, you can. Yeah, you know, get that out of the Tongan again. And I guess it's worth worth it in itself. I don't know what you guys think about it.
0: I um, I really like him. I I mean, I, I like him as a player, um, primarily because he covers so many positions. Because he, I mean, he, he's obviously a centre back, but he can um, he could conceivably play a full back and also defensive midfield. See, so I mean, he, he's actually he he played quite. I mean, he he did well for Southampton at centre back, but he had a couple of games where he was really impressive as a sort of anchoring midfielder. Um, but more importantly um, people who know Beth and I do say that he's someone who you know has a pretty big character and I, I think you think about the um, something that we've lacked over the last couple of decades especially in our defense is players with a bit of a backbone um, and so I don't know if this is true but any suggestion that he's coming in and he's I don't, I, I don't use a cliche but you know a bit of a winner I think we could do with that kind of player um, and yeah I, I mean I I I I I thought much the same as you, Jack. I don't like the idea of players being put in front of, you know, Eric Dyer because I think he has a, a really good future at centre back. But then, you know, the 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 options we we don't want our side who can go out and spend twenty five million pounds on a centre back, and you know have someone that's you know going to stay at the club for five to ten years because that's just not where we are. So maybe the key to building a better defence is to just to have a bit more flexibility and a few more options. So that as we go to the different places around the Premier League, we have. We're not stuck with playing. I don't know Fazio against a lot of pace, or or, or when he's going through one of his sort of five game declines, or Dyer when his confidence is a little bit low. We have players that we can plug in and and hopefully um, benefit from.
1: I think I I, I don't know if, I, if sometimes I feel like I'm I'm going a bit OTT, but there's there's a there's a side to Eric Dyer that I, I I look at and I just think he he does have the makings of a. a Fucking brilliant defender, like yeah. a, 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 a truly exceptional footballer. Like he just—I don't know. He, he, it, it's not to say that he definitely will fulfil that promise, but there just seems to be signs there that he—he's got everything that he needs to be. I don't know a great centre back for fucking Man United one day, really, which is probably an, an annoying inevitability. But he's—I uh, don't know. I really like him, and I do just worry about him not developing because it, it it seemed to be that he as you would imagine um, improved immeasurably like the more and more he played for us um, and especially in that centre back position as much as oh, those fucking crosses he puts in when he plays at fullback oh, oh, his oh. delivery was brilliant wasn't oh, it? Jesus it was, if Aaron man. Lennon could cross like that mate he'd, fuck. That,
0: that ball at Everton <sighs> that's a ridiculous delivery but the, the thing about Dar, I, I think I agree with you generally but there was a point last season when I thought he's playing slightly more than we intended him to. Probably, yeah. Year. And I, I just, there were times when, you know, he, he clearly did benefit from having, I think there's a line between the benefits of exposure um, and the perils of overexposure. And I think there was that, that point was probably reached around sort of, you know, April, May. I remember thinking during the, the Carling Cup or whatever, um, whatever the title sponsor is, that he, um, he had a really good game against Swansea and he looked really composed. And and but then, I don't know. Young player is a fragile thing, and I um, I don't know. I may, maybe it's 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 um, it's probably good in the long run to have a little bit of security around him. I think probably.
1: What do you uh make of all the world, Baines? You you happy with it?
2: I liked how much it pissed Southampton off.
1: Um, yeah,
2: that's always a bonus. Because at one point they were genuinely exploring the possibility of launching some sort of legal action because of this clause they had in the contract um from his loan. But that that sort of in a you know not in a schadenfreude way, but actually looking at how desperate they were to keep him sort of shows the level at which they intended him to be um within their defence. So the fact that they were so close to where we finished and their defence was immeasurably better than ours, it can't be a bad thing that he's joined and especially the players that have left the, the one thing that me and Seb have argued the most about this summer has been the balance between buying and selling, which I'm sure we'll get onto, but the fact that we're we're properly getting rid of Deadwood for once and we're doing it in a very savage manner in, in doing it all first, it looks like getting as rid of as many as possible and then bringing in what appear to be sensible replacements. It fits and... The the status of Fazio in the centre-backs is is questionable now because we have, you know, five, four or five there that are of, of good quality. Um, and it, it, arguably he's probably the, the one out of those that doesn't fit in the most, and he's the, the most most expendable. Um, yeah, so whether that. or not he could go is, is here or there, to be honest. Um, if he stays, it's not a bad thing. He's there to cover injury, to play in, in Dagestan or wherever we get told to play in the Europa League early stages. So he's he's not a, a bad player to have around at all, but the fact that we have made signings that are our, of a better quality and are clearly a step up from what we already have is, is brilliant because... The players were selling. Um, I know I'm getting a bit ahead of themselves, but the players were selling makes sense, and the players were bringing in makes sense. So it's it from that point of view, as a, as a wider view on the window, it's it's been a success so far. It's it's just making sure we finish the window as as strongly as we've we've begun it.
0: I think it's been a lopsided success, Rod.
2: Well, we, as as I say, we've had this argument, but go ahead.
0: Have a fight. Meet up and have a fight. <laughs> well, I. It's one thing. I love what we've done with the defense, and I feel really happy about it. I'm really encouraged by not only what we've done, but how quickly we did it. Everyone was in place before preseason started. They've all been together. They've all been on the tour. Where I'm worried is that you look further forward, and I I completely agree with all the players who've gone because they all needed to go, and and well, maybe with the exception of Stan Billy, But it, it's been it's been good to see the wage bill decreased, and Adebayor has, has been. a... Aston Villa today, so I expect he's out the door tomorrow. That's all great. But whilst I understand that there's gotta be, you know, some deference to the cost of the new stadium and, and a kind of retraction of ambition, which I completely agree with, there's gotta be a middle ground between doing that and making sure that the rest of the side isn't hopelessly light. Because it's just my fear that if you if you look at the central the centre of midfield, the kind of the Mason partnership is there. Beneath that you've got not very much. Um, you know, Dembele, who, I, I know a lot of people support him, but he's completely stylistically unsuited to a Pochettino style of play. Um, it, it, on the basis that dali Ali has never played above League One level, you're asking him to either deputise in that area or for Christian Eriksen, who, if he doesn't have adequate support, seems to burn out three quarters of the way through the season, like he did last year. And then, up front, there's no one but Kane. And, uh, Pochettino has apparently said that Kane is not going to start at Old Trafford because he's had a, had a sort of a congested summer with the under twenty ones and has only been in the preseason camp for a, a week. I think.
1: It's not, it's because he's English, mate, and he wants the Falklands <laughs> back. That's yes, why. Yes, yes. That's
0: that's his problem. Get him. Get well, rid of him. Potch out. Well, between those two reasons, he's probably on the side of Old Trafford, and 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 you just think. I understand that we have this tendency of 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 waiting until the end of the window to identify value, and that's very smart in principle, but all that seems to say to me is that we haven't learned that the best way of conducting transfer strategy is to go out and get the players you want, rather than just spending your money on the players who are there for the sake of buying players. Um, and it's just, I don't know, From I, I've, I've grown gradually more disenchanted, because that from that encouraging start, it's same old Tottenham.
2: I agree with all that to an extent, but Levy has come out and he's actually been quite forthright with what he's already said about the transfer strategy as a whole, and it's actually followed the pattern. He said, he said that our, our top uh, end of our signings are going to be between ten to fifteen million mm. pounds, and if he puts an upper price on something, you can rest assured that he's not going to go above it because he's not that sort of person. And especially with the the stadium concerns, as you say, they have said several times in as many releases as they as they can that the transfer budget has been ring-fenced as much as possible, so we're not crippled in that sense, but we we can do deals when we need to, especially if they're in that price range that we've pointed out. And he's also said in another interview that even though we're, we're well aware that the players don't bedding as well when they come in later in the window. He's gonna wait until that last fortnight to do the majority of the business is is I think pretty much what he said. Um No,
0: you're he, he, absolutely right. He did say that so but I, I just think that's inviting peril.
2: It is, but you have to look at the, the financial power and the the, the, the you know the the state of the club at the, as it isn't the moment. We're, we're no means unhealthy, but we're not one of the biggest attractions in the Premier League either. No, 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 so true. True. if we're going to Let, be, let's,
1: yeah, if I, I mean, let's be honest. We'll, we'll probably get Berahino, won't we?
0: I don't want
2: Berahino. Yeah, but I'm not sure I want
0: Berahino. Yeah, exactly. For the of money they're quoting. I mean, West, West Brom are talking about 25
1: million. For nah, that. but like, like Raj is saying, Raj is making the the same point that. Levy's ring fences, blah, 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 blah. You know, there was all this talk about us signing Soldado for 26 mil, which it transpires, I think we paid about... Yeah, 13 up front and the rest of it's... So you can see us doing some kind of deal like that with Berahina where we give him, what, something 13, 14 mil and then X amount after however many England caps, X amount after however many Premier League goals.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's how it would be structured. But I just... It it just seemed to me that if you're going to go down the road of of trying to, to penny pinch, which Raj is quite right, it's what we have to do, and and I don't think anybody. Well, there are people that expect us to spend 25-30 million but they're not really people who are worth listening to, um, <laughs> the kind of the, the the lunatic fringe on Twitter. But I just, if you want to go down the road of buying sort of second tier players, you I don't mind if we spend five or six million pounds and that's it, and you know just just plug gaps here and there. But you do it at the beginning of the window so that the manager and the coaching staff have the chance to do something cohesive with those players. If you just say, we get to the 30th of August or whenever the transfer window um, um, ends, shuts, and you know a, a couple of third-rate players trip through the door, you're thinking, firstly, we should be aiming higher than that. We shouldn't necessarily be spending more money, but we should be aiming higher. And secondly, what chance has Pochettino got of making something of those players? when the season already begun. And then that that's the point at which the, the international break comes in. And it's just... I mean, I, I know what you're saying about that. It's a balance, the, yeah. it's tough, but I, I, I just... I don't like the idea of us putting ourselves in a situation where we're kind of betting and hoping that Tom Carroll actually proves to be a much better player than he ever will be. I think True, I'd, I'd a, rather
2: go into the season under strength and with a smaller squad, having been safe in the knowledge that we've got rid of players that the manager does not want, rather than going in shepherding players that have no future at the club and are just soaking up that, wages. I, yeah. So if I if, if, if selling is yeah. the yeah. priority, then allow it to be the priority for now and have that done, and then maybe we can explore bringing in later on. And be- I definitely know what you're
1: saying, mate. But at the same time, like there are there are positions, most importantly up front, where. We actually are just we're just we're physically lacking. We're physically that, lacking. Okay. We we, we, we need players. Else. I think and we're it's... pretty we're pretty gutted that we uh, missed out on fucking Danny Ings. To be honest, I, th- I think he was probably our our go-to guy um, for this summer.
0: Well, I yeah, I mean, I it, it made sense because it was free. But there, there are there are players all over this window. I mean, I I'd a quite I know that supposedly Swansea ended up paying him ninety grand a week, which is almost criminal but Andre Andre Ayew is a very good player he was available on a free I, I know I, I mentioned him a lot last season Conor Bianca slipped through our fingers he was doing an, an, an excellent bit of not just a, a playing bit of business but he made a lot of financial sense because um, he would have almost certainly appreciated in value quite dramatically and we're seeming to I, I don't know what it is that we're waiting for that's all I just I understand the logic of saying right well there's lots of value available at the window at the end of the window but there's also a lot of mugging off that goes on at the end of the window and there's always a danger that we end up getting Pavlyuchenko'd on the 30th of August
2: Pavlyuchenko wasn't a bad player by any stretch of but um no he, he wasn't but he, he was a a hugely
0: inflated fee because we we'd wait until we sold everybody oh it's going to be
1: Charlie fucking Austin just... isn't
2: it we only we only paid 13 million for Pavlyuchenko, but the thing with the names that were being linked to you and Ings these are in my opinion at least just fad players that are they're, they're not especially great. the The reason they're creating so many headruns But I think it's where we're at, though, mate. Like it's, I, 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 I don't think Barry There are better players in other markets that yeah. you can go and explore. Yeah. These they're on.
1: The, the may, the may well be, mate. But at the same time, like these guys, they do have proven Premier League experience. And I know, I know, it's such a trite observation, but look at how many times we've kind of had our fingers burnt yeah. Yeah. now. In, in recruiting players from outside of the Premier League, and as you guys have both rightly said, we are lacking time now to bed players in properly. And also, if we do have this kind of crisis, for example, for want of a better word, up front, we do kind of want someone that we know can score goals in the Premier League. I mean, and
0: that kind of play costs it's, money, it's, Jack, as well. You, you're never going to yeah. get a sort of you're never going to get proven if we end up spending fifty million on Charlie Austin. I I I don't know how I'll cope with that. I just because it's such a it's a darn bent of a mistake. It's the kind of.
1: I, so I don't think Barahina in that in that I think same a bracket as,
0: I, I,
2: as Austin. No, I think Barahina is a better player than than Austin. The, just, the thing with this Premier League the proven Ryan's thing, Ryan's thing, though, awesome. I think that might be a bit of a fallacy as well, though. Yeah, because the, the best players in the league, none of them come from inside the Premier League. But the large percentage of them, yeah. But they are come on, man.
1: Like you're talking about Sergio Aguero, people like that. Like you know, these are like truly, but even even truly the, the breakout,
2: even the the breakout players, the ones that people like spend the first three months of the season going. Why did nobody buy this guy for two million pounds? Money, they're the ones. Example, yeah, people like that. Yeah, yeah. Meetsu. People still count transfers in how many Meetsu's a player cost. Yeah, how many a player costs. So <laughs> there is. It's. You've got to be smarter with this sort of thing. I think if I'm being cynical about it, the thing, the reason I think there's so many column inches written about Berahino is because your average man on the street seeing him play on Match of the Day every week, so he's you, yeah. people are going to click on that story because they know who he is. You pick up. Uh, you know, a mid-level player from Serie A, uh, people are going to go, who's this? We've never heard of him. He must be shit. So they they don't know. So uh, looking through it, being a bit cynical about it, uh, they're not bad players and they probably would add something to Tottenham, but I don't think they're going to add enough to to justify the money that apparently they're looking for and with berahino as well like i i would question his attitude before i would question somebody like raheem sterling's attitude because he's been playing billy big bollocks at a club like west brom yeah. and you if you're starting most weeks and you're scoring goals just put up and shut up until a window comes around because he's he, he, he seems as if he's one of those that thinks a bit much of himself already i may be wrong because, of course, I don't know the man. Well,
0: you know the interesting thing with Barahino is, is that he, um, up until about six weeks ago, him and Raheem Sterling shared an agent. Um, and Barahino has actually sacked Aidy Ward. Um, and there's a kind of correlation between, obviously, the deterioration of the relationship between him and, and Ward and his behaviour improving. So, I, I don't know, I mean, he's a young boy, and he's probably you know owed the benefit of the doubt, I think. but Do you not think know, it's the I, wrong I just, move
2: for him, though? Because he's not going to be
0: to sack his agent. No, no, to
2: come, come to Tottenham, Tottenham because he's not—he's not going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's not going, not going to, play to play enough to become the player he wants to be. He's probably better off at West Brom than he is at Tottenham.
0: Well, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think Berahino is actually—I don't think Barinhos is a, a pure centre forward. I think he's actually a, a kind of more of a wide forward. Um, so you know, he, he'd he'd ha- he wouldn't necessarily always be competing with Kane. But I just, you know, I always think playing time is really important. And I, if 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 I wasn't a Tottenham fan. And I was viewing it as a neutral. I would say stay at West Brom. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: but yeah, I mean, I don't mean to be too down on any of the moves we're making or anything. Because
0: I'm a little worried. I, I it's been it's been a long summer. It's been quite boring. I've had to watch so much youth level football for the sake of work that I'm just you know a bit antsy. But I, I just, um, I mean, a good example, Dimitri Payet. I mean, how, how West Ham able to to get a clear run at a player like that? for that amount of money. And you just think, okay, he covers quite a few positions. He would be good competition for an Ericsson or a Chadley or a, um, or a Lamella. And we don't, I don't know. I I just, maybe, maybe it's just a case of, I'm not quite sure what our end game is. And maybe this is just a Mitchell's first summer was always going to be a bit of unknown, but I just have a slightly uneasy feeling about it. I I, I don't think we should be Sorry. too too
2: <laughs> down on it, given that we are doing really well on the sales front, and that is a, is a massive positive. Because that's, that's we've a been a club in the yeah, past yeah, where we've we've had players like Jermaine Genes on the books for about five years too long. Um, so there's. And the um, all is earning
0: a fortune, and as of tomorrow, that I don't know what the loan sharers. But it's, or it's or
2: the workers. last year of his contract, so a loan exactly. makes sense. It just sort of gets him out of our hair it until yeah. we can tear up his contract and say thanks for that one season on loan. And he can't play against Yeah us he can't play
0: against us. He can't if he'd gone on to show up on, on a permanent deal, you just know And then
2: he will be likely so, off to, to China or the Middle East for, you know, his three hundred grand a week yeah. for the last few years of his his, 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 his you know oh, yeah. his because he's knocking on now so
1: I reckon overall, Seb, I I, I there is that one side of me that has that worry about we're not signing so on and so forth and we're not signing players and look at Liverpool look how much money they're spending even look at fucking Stoke they've
0: just you know signed Athali you know it's like Uh, West Ham have stacked their midfield West Ham will be better you know uh, Mm. Southampton side Geordie Classy but it's it's,
1: but there's also that part of me it's just like now I don't know after I think what broke me was the magnificent seven somewhere when we signed all those players everyone (laughs) got all fucking excited about it and blah 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 blah. and it it didn't work out but what I think about last year and I think you know what should have probably been in some respects quite a miserable season just was brilliant because we we did have all these academy prospects come through and all these lads that yeah you know you have people like Ryan Mason and we we spoke about this last year who perhaps aren't you know fucking amazing but there's just there's, there's just that thing about him where you're like well he's come through our academy and he clearly gives a shit and it really means something to him and uh, I just find myself more and more worrying more about like if we buy someone new which one of our young players isn't going to get a chance now or and I, I, again I know that's kind of a false economy in itself you've got to be wary about falling into this trap of being like the academy will sort it out every single player is a Harry Kane waiting to happen because that's not the case you know but at the same time, it's like, maybe, I, I don't know. I'm just maybe, I just don't what? see us. For, number one, I don't see us breaking into the top four. I just, I, I think that's. No, we're, I think we take it yeah. off
0: the table. And anyone who thinks otherwise is, is kidding it.
1: Themselves regardless of how much we spend. I mean, look at the fucking money. Yeah, well, Liverpool aren't even going to finish in that top four. And look at how much fucking money they've spent. Like That's yeah, a big fat yeah. man, big fat opinion,
0: by the way. That was a solid entry into big fat Yeah, big fat- they're not. Fat- they're fat- not, fat- not fat- but good. But they're not. You, I, will, I agree with you. I think that. I mean, I would always rather see an academy player get into the first team than, than a foreign player or a player Racist. from a first club just for the sake of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I. I <laughs> yeah, that did sound a bit UK
2: fashion. I don't it, think you know? it's because they're foreign. It, it is because, for Seb mate. It is I'd for r- <laughs> well, it's <laughs> I'd rather I'd, I'd rather see an academy product play in the fringes and be given an opportunity as a yeah. rotation player than I would signing a, a five million euro player like Stambouli because he's yeah. available. Yeah. Because I just don't see any value in those type of signings whatsoever. Because the player is not going to be happy, or he shouldn't be happy. You know, filling fulfilling a squad role. Uh, you know, while he should be in his prime, it's not a good move for him. He's he's clearly not done enough to force him himself into the first team people say he's you know he's he's not been given a chance but if the management have seen him for a solid year and have seen enough of him to think we're not going to be losing anything by getting rid of him a summer later there's there's clearly not enough there to warrant his his place within the squad and i trust them enough to do that i don't think it's a, a purely financial decision it just it doesn't make sense because we've done that several times. We did it with players like Lewis Holtby, who we just sort of hear is available for a nominal fee. And because the business of football is so perverse in the amount of money that is available now, a nominal fee of one or two million is just... It's, it's a write-off, it's a win-win situation because you're just as likely if you get a player in his early 20s at that price and put him on two to three years on a contract, somebody will want him at that point yeah. For a similar amount of money, especially and if because it's an attacking player as
0: well. Exactly,
2: no and that and line. that that amount of money is essentially a free in this market. I mean, you just it makes no sense. I would rather see a Deli Ali or a Tom Carroll given a chance in the midfield and given a solid crack and run at the first team in. Carling Cup early rounds and in the Europa League, and not in a not in a Harry Redknapp throw all the kids in type of way, <laughs> in an actual view to making them progress and seeing what player they could be, because as we've we've noticed with Benteleb and Kane especially, they're becoming our better players in the backbone of our squad, and they've come from the academy, and we can't knock that. We have to at least give them a go. I mean, some of them. We we can't we can't be buying Bongani Kamalos anymore. And uh, as heartbroken as I'm that he's left the club because he's clearly <laughs> been a a great servant over the past few years, um, it, I'd rather I'd rather not pay that amount of money for anyone. If if a player doesn't cost about ten million in this day and age, he's probably not worth your time. Um, which is probably a very simple way of boiling it down, but. Unless they're on a free, that's probably the the medium amount of uh, you know the minimal amount. Sorry, a player you've cost.
0: But don't you guys think that? I mean, I, I agree all with all of that, that, and and I I do like to to see you know the, the academy bearing fruit. But don't we have to be careful that the academy is in a position to equip the first team before we rely on them to do so? In that. If, if someone if, if we spend the summer listening to the people who watch the academy say say if Chris Miller had been tweeting and saying who, who's Chris right, Miller this forward <laughs> if if he'd been tweeting someone who watches the academy on a regular basis right this guy needs to be in the first team or this midfielder needs to be in the first team now then maybe there's a kind of okay well fair enough let's do it organically and, and I think everyone would support that because you're quite right last season was loads of fun and it was loads of fun because of the personnel involved but what you don't want to do is, is, is have a situation where you've got players from the academy who could do maybe with another year, maybe two, of staying at that level and not being promoted. Wouldn't you rather keep them at that equilibrium than saying, right, we're going to use you to plug the gaps here in centre midfield, here at centre forward, here at left wide midfield? And, and, and I just, I don't know, I'll it, 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 uh, tell you what, if, if, we go to, if we go to Old Trafford on the opening day and... It's it's apparent that Pochettino fully intends to 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 use um, a, a Josh Onuma as part of the first team. Fair enough, I'll take it all back. But I just it just seems like we're making a little bit of a quantum leap between yeah where these players are and and where we need them to be, and it's just a little. Oh important.
1: mate, we're gonna be fucking Schweinsteiger's only good game for Man United, aren't we? Yeah, he's gonna score. Yeah. We're 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 like the the Leicester to their Di Maria, you know. It's yeah. it's. It's a bit harsh on but well, though Leicester came back to win five three. So if we do true. that at Old Trafford, I'll be, I'll be okay. That's true. Yeah, but yeah. I just, I don't know. I think I, I really. That's not. It's not up, a nice way to start to the, season. the crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's not.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's a good argument for us to be having though. We're not sat here scratching our heads over seven signings that we don't know where they're going to fit in. For sake of we're arguing are not over. Good thing. We're a- I
0: completely agree with that.
2: We're actually having an, a, a conversation about a club who have a, a transfer policy, and we're discussing the nitty-gritty of that. So yeah. I'd rather be in this situation where we are now talking about an actual plan and sort of giving that... You it, fucking laughed you at me when I t-
1: said nitty-gritty last year. <laughs> I've held that, <laughs> yeah, I've held that. That's, that's that's being consigned to my bitter book, my... Jack, he's getting older. Yeah, it's, he is getting he, older. He's getting older. That's it. He yeah. said nitty-gritty. It was... It wasn't a proper full on love. Do you know what it was, Roger? I think it was one of the ones I edited. And as I said it, and as I got your track back, I heard it like just a line when I say nitty gritty, just hearing that <laughs> on your, <laughs> on your microphone.
2: Like, uh, like I laugh whenever Seb says he's having supper. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, that's good. No, one. what happens then is you
0: two text each other and laugh together
2: <laughs> my back. It's much worse. I like that. Because we picture you looking like Scrooge with one of those hats on and like a, a matching striped pyjama just sat at like with lit by candle at a table on your yeah, own the, at night. The candle soup. on a
1: saucer, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not anyway like what really happens. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> with like a bedpan. Yeah,
1: the bedpan, <laughs> which he still tosses from the window despite, you know, complaints from the neighbours and such.
0: And living on the ground floor.
1: You have flushing toilets, Sebastian. I don't care. I don't trust them. Ah. Um, <laughs> witchcraft and such. Um, right, anyway, let's. Uh, we're going to have a short break now. So uh, there's no windy or anything like that. It's just you know, wanton commercialism.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
2: Want
0: flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare
2: Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.
1: Right, welcome back to the second part of Rule the Rouge Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed all the adverts. Do you reckon we need to offset this? Do you think we need to get Pally pat or make kissy faces, as you say, Raj, with a with a charity or something, give them a shout out so we don't get called like some kind of I don't know, obscene corporate beast for, for having adverts.
2: No, no. But the only reason we've got adverts is to save money. That's true. We're not. It's not like we're taking money from anyone. We're we're saving money yeah, from with, our own. With, with or- fucking
1: fanzines and all that, yeah, where they make all this profit and 1882 nights. Yeah, I'm. I I I I was there with you boys once upon a time. Don't forget that Flav. I know you're listening, mate. Yeah, and I know I know how much money you all make. Yeah, mugging off, mugging off all the decent punters. That's it. No, no, but you should, uh, this is just a little plug, you should buy the Fighting Cox latest fanzine <laughs> because um, S- Seb and Raj, they've both written something, yeah.
2: Yeah, they've got they've got good writers in it, and Seb, so. Yeah. Um, it was just... If I can kick me out this year and <laughs>
1: replace me with Seb, there's only so much uh, Royal the Roost they can have in there, so I'm, still a bit bit, I'm a bit bitter about that, to be honest.
0: It does actually look great. Mine arrived today, my copy of it. it, it it's a, it's a really well put together. Is that magazine. because it, it came by lovely. pigeon
2: post? <laughs> yeah. No,
0: dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, to be, uh, to be fair, Flav said to me yesterday, he was posting mine yesterday and it arrived today, so mine was very swift.
1: With the crusty tissues in the envelope, you know what Flav's like. He's a...
0: No, 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 it was clean and nice. Uh, yeah, no soiled clean.
1: underwear, nothing. No, nothing like that. You, no, you disappoint know. me, Bateman, you disappoint me. Um, I hope he's fucking listening, so I'm just spitting into the ether otherwise, but...
2: He's got better things to do other than listen to your he, bitter he raps doesn't. about being on a better podcast than that. He doesn't... No, nah, it's not
1: better than ours. Come on, behave. They do, you know, they just sit around and drink beer and...
2: T- you wouldn't know from your harking. Me, me and Seb are going to be doing this by our own next week when you've rejoined. Yeah, true.
1: <laughs> o- open to office, lads. I'm sure we can we can patch it up, you know, make it like the old days. I'll come on, I'll make the little elephant noise at the start. Eat popcorn with Ricky, you'll love it.
2: Don't, he's got he's got links to advertising agencies now, so dear, he's, dear. he's all he's all good.
1: Don't don't tell Fluff that. all honestly, he'll get me on. You seen the <laughs> seen the state of their website? T-shirts, all sorts, mate. Fucking Ricky being sent out, fucking brand new Spurs shirts, all that malarkey. I'm firing serious shots here. It's all in good jest, lads. It's
0: not. I hate you. It's kind of different kind of meltdown this year. You, you're going for it's like a sort of it's like a, a kind of a Catherine wood going <laughs> off into all different sort of directions. Whereas last last year it was kind of more introspective, and you were, you were kind of just melting down inwardly. I'm
1: um, no, we were just wildly
0: shooting. Mate, I'm on the attack. Directions? I've got I've
1: got a big hit list. You, you know, you know our WhatsApp group. That's gonna come. That's gonna come public, mate. All these all these names.
0: Um, should we talk about the fancy league? Yeah, go on, then.
1: Go, go on, go on, Seb. You 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 lead this bit, lad. Go on. Well, oh, pat, pat on the head. Oh, okay. I know. Could I? Could I sound in much more patronising now? I don't think I could. Could I really? Are we talking about the
2: Super League fantasy team? Yeah, you can do that first. Go on. Then. Um, no, you go. You do the normal one because well, I've because neither of us it got it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. I've heard it's a problem at your age.
0: Said so the actress to the bishop. Or... Um, okay. Well, we started to rule the roost uh, fancy league this season, um, and there are some ground rules in the I'm not really sure how we're going to police this, but please no Arsenal players in your team. No John Terry, obviously. Um, and I will continue as soon as I have, have the actual account number in front of me. I
2: think that's that's the only rules, isn't it? No yeah, Arsenal, I've got to no give the. Terry. Um,
0: I've got it. Here we go. Okay, so if you if you want to join, um, obviously this is the, the Premier League official site. Then um, you know, you could, uh, click on Join League and enter the code one nine one nine hundred. Hyphen five two four eight seven, and we've got we've got about two hundred people in there at the moment, so it should be a good league.
2: Um, and also at the moment on the uh, the, the Super League one, I'll just do the, uh, the the usual rundown. I'm of course still top after all these weeks away.
0: Rundowns, fucking self-congratulation week after. Week. I've got it's I, really hard. It's a, so just just it a, it's, a, it's a wank, isn't it? I've got I've
2: got four hundred twenty-three points this week. Uh, 2,418 2, all he month. You excitement in his
0: fucking voice as he goes further into the segment uh, as well. He's quivering, <laughs> is it? Quivering. Seb's got
2: 340 and 1,957 for the month. And right up his arse now, really right up his arse, is Jack, 416 points for the week, 2,393. So that's like only 20 behind me. And he's. I think he's only about 100 or two points behind Seminar, and it's getting incredibly close yeah,
0: and, and, and to be fair though Jack did during in the, in the last few weeks of his, his previous job Jack went through a period of inaction I think where, which he might have just been on Google I I done know such things. many of my former so. paymasters are
1: listening actually I don't give a fuck you're all a load of cunts mm. um, so there we go not you than my former paymasters that's who I'm referring to yeah. um, God they were awful I did get to meet Harry Kane, which was nice. I can talk about that now. That was, that was a good day. Tell
0: us about that day.
1: Um, well it was actually, it was, so I'd planned it a couple of months before I, I was previously working in the social media department of a large American sportswear manufacturer. Um, I still have to wait three months before I can actually talk about my job. Um, legally should we should we should we we leave it no 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 it's fine it's fine so essentially like i you know being a spurs fan we'd seen that harry kane was pretty decent and also i just kind of wanted to meet him so we'd had this uh new product come up that was all about training hard and so i pitched this idea to them like well you know he's one of our athletes and few people are talking about him and you know he said this in this interview the other day that he trains really hard so Let's uh let's get him in for this shoot and use this product. And they weren't really sold on the idea, but by the time it had all kind of come through and everything, um, it was the weekend before the Arsenal game. Um so he was he was kind of he was getting there, but he wasn't, you know, he hadn't fully announced himself yet. Um and so we we took him down to Barnett's training ground. He showed up with his brother and his agent. Um and he was just a, it was a very very shy but friendly lad. No ego about him. Yeah, was was willing to just sort of like listen, was asking questions about what we did and just yeah, really really, really nice, really nice chap. Um
0: Wasn't it a couple of days before the North London? Dark
1: it, it was, yeah. So they they were they wanted him to do a few like kicking drills and things like that and he was like, you know, there's loads of different ways I can kick a football. Like, do you want it as if it's like uh you know, as if I'm kicking a free kick or if it's like a, you know, a first time shot or if I'm, you know, blah, 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 going through all these different options. And because it was a weekend before, I just kind of like said to him, like, just smash it like you're, you know, like you're playing against a scum this weekend. And then kind of trying to hit him on a, on a certain level and just kind of, because I wasn't allowed to say to him, I'm a Spurs fan, mate, and all this kind of thing. But I just sort of thought, you know, I'll let him know subtly. <laughs> That, that I'm a Spurs fan and said that. And then my boss obviously like took me aside and said, you can't speak to him in that way. But he gave me a knowing smile. He liked it. So I think... Did you go for a hug afterwards? No, I really, 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 really wanted a picture of him. But that yeah, would have probably been like losing my job type territory. So instead I took... When he left the room, I picked up one of his boots and got a selfie of myself holding one of his boots.
2: And then sniffed his underwear. That's just, uh,
1: <laughs> I did. Act, no, I didn't really. I didn't at all. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's a giant boy, really. That's the thing you forget. Like, now being someone that's quite a bit older than he is. And you, you he's my age. He's hes 22 today. Mm-hmm. He's my age. Oh, well, I mean, that's the thing though. I still, but the thing is, right as well, they live so much more of a sheltered life than your, than your average person, as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of these professional athletes. So it, I would say that probably like they're their mental ages and this isn't any kind of cheap slight against Harry Kane. I know people always say all these things about him, but like so many footballers and things like they come across a lot younger than their actual age because they've spent half their fucking life just, you know, training and going to bed early and stuff like that. When, uh, know, I don't know what have you, but yeah, he's a nice lad. Very nice boy. And that was a, that was a very good day. That was one of the, the highlights of, uh, my previous job, which, uh, yeah. God, may it burn in hell. Uh, um, (laughs) Anyway. You have been a lot happier in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, probably have been. Being unemployed and seeking. No, no, I'm not really unemployed. Um, Right, is that it then, lads? Have we
2: got anything? We've not even spoke about that new stadium yet.
1: Fuck the new stadium. We'll
0: talk about it next next week. Let's do that. Man United next week.
1: We're gonna have your we're gonna have your pal Mooser on,
0: aren't we again? Yeah, yeah, we're having Moussa Rock Ongor on going next week, so that should be fun. He's he's been mugging you off something royal today, actually, mate. Yeah, and he's, he's going through a, a period of, of yeah, you know, yeah, aggressive banter. We'll call Agre- it. Aggressive ban. It's
1: bants, mate. Bants, bants what it is, Sorry. yeah Bants for the lads. But. Uh... Yeah, be good to be good to chat to me. She's very good. I'll tell you what I'll do. <laughs>
2: um, I'll go through all the Twitter questions we have because we've got a email. Oh Christ, we actually
1: it. have some questions, don't we? I was just about to close yeah. the show up
2: then. I'll uh, I'll go through them really quickly, and you two can answer them. Um, first one is from a bloke called Ricardo Savini. Sounds like the type of person that Tottenham had end up buying on the last day of the window. <laughs> 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 he Racism. says. It's, Long one. Um, there's been a lack of success for English teams in European competitions in recent years. It's especially true in the Europa League. It sounds like an exam question. Would you like to see Spurs experiment with a more continental style of football in the group stage of the Europa League? Possibly make um, use of our surplus of centre backs by. Uh, playing three at the back, or do you think that we could be more damaging to our league form? If not, would you like to see who would you like to see as a main centre back pairing in the Europa League? There, after like 100 words of exposition, he's finally got a question at the end of it Wimmer and Dyer. Yeah. Wimmer and Dyer. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that's sorted. Next one. Um, no, that's not a question. But also, just to go back to saying,
1: thing, I wouldn't want to change drastically. From I mean I'd love us to win the Europa League and I'd like us to take it seriously, but at the same time I do also think we need to be a bit pragmatic about it and see it as an exercise in strengthening our Premier League first eleven as well. So getting players playing within yes, the system bang, that yeah. we use in the exactly. league, you know, so on and so forth
2: Okay, uh, next one is from Windy Coys. Um, Who's that? I don't know. I don't even know what that stands for either. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, "What three things do you want uh, Pochettino to do differently this time around?" And the second question is also on a scale to, of one to totally, how much is Vince Vaughn ruining the new series of True Detective? I've not actually watched the last couple of episodes. I'm a bit behind, but from what I've seen, Same there. he's not been too bad. I've I've not minded him, actually, to be honest. He's he's just been doing a job. He's remarkably better than he has been in previous things. He's not you know, Vince Vaughn swingers, but he was never going to be. Um, but if you two want to field the actual proper question,
0: uh, one. I'd like to see. I'd like to see our pressing be a bit more reliable. I'm not. I'm not sure that's a thing he could do differently, but it's something he could encourage, because we we play games where we're relentless and we are every inch a, a Pochettino team, and then some games we're just I don't know. Just uh, looks flimsy as anything. Uh, I'd like. Um, I'd like him to make substitutions a bit earlier in games. I think. Um, I think he's he's a little bit uh, gun shy when it comes to change when it comes to actually um, going after games. And third, ooh, <laughs> I, stop being Argentinian. <laughs> I tell you what. I, I the third thing, Christian Eriksen. I think on the basis that we're not going to sign a an out and out competitor for Eriksen, I'd like to see somebody else given an opportunity in the middle. I, I actually quite like to see Eric Lamella play through the middle. Yeah, Lamella. Be um, nice to I, him. Just in an experiment. So that's, that's just wishful thinking. So there are your three, Chris.
2: We'd have to buy a new right winger if Lamella played through the middle. Though. That's the only other thing. Uh, but the next... Place, the club. If, if. if um, yeah. Which doesn't sound yeah, you know bit, too promising well, given well, he's, well, yeah. he's not in America at the minute, is he?
0: Alex Pritchard will probably play a little bit this season. He'll play wide, yeah. in and central, so... Okay. His,
1: didn't, didn't you say or well, wasn't someone saying that his ankle injury it's been eerily quiet on that that it could be a lot worse than, uh- yeah
0: he, he basically he got done against um, against Italy in the European under- uh, I think either Italy or, or Sweden um, and it didn't look good at all he left that game on crutches he hasn't taken part in pre-season yet he hasn't gone on the tour to America so he's uh, it's a bit like October-November I think probably. It's a
1: bit like fucking Danny Rose when he got trench foot or whatever it was.
2: Turf toe. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, he just kicked the floor because being from Doncaster, you're going to do fucking stupid stuff like that. Um, <laughs> See, he's not on the Tour of America because he lost his passport. Who's that? Danny Rose. He hasn't
1: gone on the pre-season Tour of America because he's lost his fucking <laughs> <Really>? passport. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, that's quite you can a problem, imagine Is that the Ben Davis isn't fit yet
2: either? No, he's, he's, Danny Rose is going to be fit. He's just still going to be stupid. You don't need a passport to go to a no, game, you, you, you'd, <laughs>
0: you'd want him to take an active part in pre-season because it's all taking a place
2: abroad. Because oh. they've got to go. You to can Germany imagine him well for...
1: the morning of the flight being like, "Oh, bugger." <laughs> You know, I don't know if you remember the fast show, anyone. I do, but Never
2: yeah. mind. All right, we've got another question. We've got Rush another question. You,
1: Raj was about three. Yeah, you fucking,
2: probably, you, right? you said some nasty shit about Space Jam the other day. So you can be, be quiet. Oh, mate. Oh, don't, yeah. No, no,
0: not on the pod, no. <laughs> this is one that, I, you know <laughs> no. when you
2: joke about going outside and in a fight, this is one that I will throw down with you. Over. Oh, I
0: saw this on Twitter between you two. I thought we were, this This was our Beatles yeah. moment. I, I just, yeah, no, no, that's, I, I can veto that topic.
1: Dutton piled in, kicked off with me as well. Calling I the man I didn't invite names, anyone, in.
2: they just, you know, they knew what was what was what, and they knew Space Jam was a classic, and it shouldn't oh, well, it, it shouldn't question. be remade. Anyway, fucking dizzy blood. We've got a question sure from Charlie Parrish who says, if we could Hello, if Charlie. we could sign one more player this summer, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a good
0: question. That.
2: Um,
0: uh, James McCarthy from Everton. Jack. I quite like
1: Victor Wanyama. I know it's a bit of a time's new Roman answer, but I do like him. Hey, good plan.
2: Okay, we've got another question. Ewan Roberts from Goal uh, says, even though Adebayo scored 17 goals, should Spurs have avoided signing him back when we saw signed him? Um, was it inevitable that he'd cause trouble? Um, yeah, so, uh, Is Sherwood going to get him firing again at Aston Villa? Um was was his brief good form under Sherwood down to the manager, or did he just want to prove a point? I think it's probably the latter of those two. I don't think you can yeah, you can yeah, put anything down to that. Um, that's why this but is
0: it, going to be interesting with Villa thing because he um, he's got nothing to rage against. So I suppose he could try and prove a point to us as a club and not us as a support uh, as a group of supporters. But I, don't I think he'll probably enough. do
1: the, 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 yeah, the only thing I would give Sherwood credit for, and it, it's not even really giving Sherwood credit, but we've 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 spoken about it before with Adibio. Raj to where you know he's uh, all right you know he's a, he's a trouble guy he's got a lot of issues so on and so forth I'm not taking away from that for an instant but he is also a man that's very much got that god complex isn't he and if you play to his ego which managers yeah, sure like you know Sherwood yeah. will do then you are going to get the best out of him but he's he's not a team player really is he you know he's he does he does always want to be treated like he's the best I say that but I have no inside knowledge I've never met
2: the there is that either. there was but that just... weird interview where he said that his his first um, intention when he was getting shut out on the togo bus was to ring his girlfriend or wife and demand that the child was named after him which is just a very strange yeah. thing to admit in public um anyway his last of those questions was how important is it this summer's clear out of undesirables um very. is is how important is that so it's like, it's like very, 10 questions in once. Massively.
0: massively. You, you, you're taking a huge amount of money off the work. Do you think... Do you, and
2: I, and all, the other question he said is, do you um, think we should have signed Adi at first as well? After the loan period, do you think we should have signed him?
0: I, I think if you... It's a, it's a hard question to answer because I think there'd be questions if we hadn't. He'd done so... Yeah. I, I, I know all the caveats about... His Joy of hindsight, isn't it? It's, yeah, I, I think he, he'd done very, very well in that loan season. And I think, you know, as much as they might deny it now, the fans have been up in arms had it not happened. So.
1: completely I mean he's always been that player hasn't he that people still say it now all it's going to take is one good manager and blah 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 and it's it, it was kind of in that position where it's like maybe now this is maybe he is at that point in his career yeah. maybe he's matured he's at a decent club he's going to be our main man so on and so forth but you know
0: it, didn't, it was a risk and it was always a risk and it didn't work yeah. out really so yeah. it
1: would be the same as signing Balotelli now right you know it's that kind of who I'd, love, I'd fucking love to sign Balotelli no, no. I'd love it just for even
0: just for the fucking. It would be fun for three weeks, and then it would be. It
1: would just. I love him though. I love the man. I love after all the fucking bile that Raheem Sterling got. How Balotelli's the first one to come out and congratulate him. (laughs) You know, like
2: I
0: love him for shit like that. Like he's just. uh... I don't mind him as a person. I just I don't want him at my club because. I don't see the value in him as a Because you like
2: dislike foreigners. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> Nick Fast has sent us a question. It says, uh, Spurs um will, Sp- will Spurs have enough bollocks about them to gel together this functional summer of reshaping into a fit more suited for... I- I'm going to skip that one because I don't understand what it means. Uh, no, basically no, it's still yeah. going to be. Spurs. It's going to
0: be a no, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. We're
2: Chris Thatcher. Uh, <laughs> given our lack of signings over the summer so far, are we once again falling behind our rivals and other top teams? Well, yeah, but by
0: design. I mean, we, we we have to. We have no choice now because it's the stadium issue again. We 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 can't go out and spend. You know, every team around seems to be throwing money around. So, you know, we're, we're just doing what we can. we we're, we're trying to maintain rather than progress at the moment. Sorry.
2: Okay, we've got one from uh We're
0: like an upper band Newcastle.
2: <laughs> we've got her, we've got one from Naushad Ali. Um will signing a defensive midfielder, Harm Milos Velkovic developing. Is the NFL tie too good to be true? Um and will Spurs spurs it up. Um
0: well I, I think Milos Velkovic will play as a centre back because he I watched him play for for Serbia in the under nineteen World Cup.
2: Anyway. Even with the 10 we've already got. Yeah, well, I, I don't know, but I, yeah. I just.
0: He, he seems. The only time I've seen him play regularly has is, is been as a centre back.
2: Is um, he injured at the moment, or is he playing for the youth team? No, he's been sent on like a youth team.
0: Um, Secondment somewhere, yeah. He, um, he's another one though. He's had a very short pre-season because of his involvement with in the under nineteen World Cup.
2: I always forget he exists because I don't pay too much attention yeah. to the he, youth team. He looks a very good but player within that under nineteen well, context. But. Would it make sense selling Fazio then if he's yeah. the, going to be the the, the last centre back in the pack? Uh, well,
0: I think it makes sense to sell Fazio anyway. We've got. I quite
2: like I know, Fazio but we, we, uh, we
1: have we have. I, I, I understand for these limitations and things. I just I We've like had
2: um, a couple of questions in from Rob Brown, who's out spreading his seed across South America again. Um, he can't get no, enough of it, can't. can he? Um, he's, he? I was talking to him the other day as well when he sent in this question, and he, he says he's been having woman trouble down there, so he's, he's clearly... Um, Clearly been getting his his, uh, his his time put in. But uh, he says, when we recorded the 2014 season preview, Jack said it was obvious and inevitable that the Lamella oh, signing wouldn't work there, yeah. out just because it's Spurs and that deal never works out at Spurs. Does anyone reckon he'll still make it at the club? Um, his second question is, we all know what, what Potcher's plan A is, but it seems like he doesn't have a plan B. What would yours be? And third is, in which month of the season will Harry Kane suffer his inevitable long-term injury?
0: I'll just say Malamella's already showing signs of making it, I suppose. He had a really good end of the season. Yeah, he played really well in that yeah, last end season. End of last season. Yeah. In, through April and May. And um I don't I, he's gonna play, so it's
1: it's funny though, he's he's again, he's he's another one of these players that has fallen victim to like, you know, revisionism in the respect that yeah, okay, so he 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 had a non existent first season, a patchy kind of start to to the next season, but people just are just you know willingly neglecting the fact, as you say, he was probably our best, if not one of our very best players
0: towards the end of last season, and actually looked really, really decent. Um, I thought Barney, there was a Barney Rone article uh, at the end of last week which nailed Lamella. I just said it described him as as being semi brilliant. I thought that was kind of perfect for what he is at the moment because you can see what he could be. But you also see his frailty, isn't it? I, I thought that would sound very smart. Well, thought there's
1: been a bit smart. of talk lately about him going to Porto or them showing some sort of interest. I know it could well be just... It is tabloid season, after all, but...
2: Bobbins, I reckon. Um, yeah. Plan, what, what the plan B? Don't
0: want a plan B. <laughs> I <tell> you, yeah, <laughs> don't I, want I, the plan I, B. You know, have some conviction.
2: Pastor Chadley. Pastor
0: Chadley. Oh, uh, big bad naughty yeah,
2: Nacer
1: exactly.
2: yeah no I, I don't know on. Um, Love that name. and the last one uh, I think that's a tongue in cheek one that last one when will Cain get injured for the season September <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll, it'll probably on my birthday because yeah. <laughs> uh, we sold Gareth Bale on my birthday oh, one gosh. year on my 21st that, that was a fun day oh, um, Phil Walker next question um, in what month are we going to be crowned league champions this season
0: no place for that, Phil. No. No. no in way. the bin with you, Phil. This isn't. This isn't one of those optimistic places of the... Uh, in
2: the sea, in the uh, bin, internet. whatever it is now, in the skit. Um, anyway, the next question is John Streggles. He says, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, going into the new season, what do you all see as reasons to be cheerful? And also, what do you think of Mr. Robot? And I had to Google Mr. Robot at the time because I didn't know what it was. I thought... John maybe having some sort of midlife crisis. Well, I thought he'd misspelled Rabio. No, Mr. Oh, okay. Mr. Robots a, pro, a TV program that I, I've not okay. been to. From are you watching Mr. Know. Robot at all, Jack? Apparently, it's really good. From what I'm, I'm watching, read.
1: Humans. I think that's fucking brilliant. I that's really because you're,
2: you're a voyeuristic and you just look out your window every night. But... No, yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 mate. People watching. Have you watched That's such though? a
2: dad joke, isn't it? <laughs> Was a bit
1: of a dad joke, but you know, you're you, you're young. Humans is good. It's decent.
2: Anyway, what about what? What are the reasons to be cheerful going into this new season? Uh, reason? Just to have it back. Well, right?
0: yeah. I, I just, was. I, I miss Spurs. I don't. I, I'm not. I don't care if they win or they lose. I, I just. I need it back. I was feeling. I was feeling a bit cheerful because I've been. I've been wanting
1: another team to follow, and it's such a fucking wanky, twatish Nova. thing. But well, yeah. I fucking. I was feeling quite <laughs> cheerful. I was like, I, for Rome. fuck's sake, man! Like I'd finally decided on like, okay, I love Rome. I love Italy. Yeah. Okay, they have questionable sociopolitical issues and things like that, however, I do still really like Italy for a lot of reasons I love the Syria A um, mainly for just nostalgic purposes, I was like Roma, that's it, it makes sense, they've got a decent kit, they're not too good, but they're very good they're not going to like disappoint me as much as Spurs will, and then the fucking next day they signed Chesney <laughs> God, how can't. can I support that?
0: I can't have that
1: I probably still am going to follow them but Just not wish any
0: good on Chesney. He's such a cunt. You know the funny thing about him is that he—he he, he sort of, yeah, he left being probably the seventh best goalkeeper in London. He
1: just, but he was, he was, I mean, he was
0: but the loudest as well. Loath as I am to say it, he
1: it for a while was showing promise, like he was going to be fairly decent. But he just made
0: saves, mate.
2: Until Didn't he, he went else. and had a fag in a shower one day.
0: Yeah, it, 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 I'm missing it, it, the amount of goals he gave us in in North London derbies. You look back at them, the amount of mistakes he made. He was he was as good as a he was as good as a goal every game.
2: Um, so. we've had a another question. This is the last one, and from uh, Ali Assi. I think that's a French name. I can't pronounce it properly. I apologize. Um, there's loads of questions, but I'll pick out ones that we haven't covered so far. Uh, do you expect Trippier to overcome Walker's rivalry in his first season? Um, probably. Yes. He's I a lot
1: he, older than he other than I thought he was. I didn't realise he was like he's like twenty four isn't he, trip, yeah. Yeah. It, I thought I, he was I, like I,
0: nineteen. But I think what will do it is his delivery. I think that that'll be I, I think he's um I think it's kinda of marginal in every other area. I think he's maybe a slightly better defender. Yeah, I was, was gonna quick. say I, I was I was led to believe he was like defensively I think... really quite sound as well. Yeah, yeah he's pretty he's pretty decent defensively, but he um he's not as quick as Walker and he won't he won't surge past many fullbacks. He's many, not um, slow either. Position fullbacks. He's not slow, but he's not Carl Walker quick. He's not far I off. Like, I've got a lot of time for Walker though. I do I like, like Walker when he when he when he's good, Kyle I Walker's think he's it's gonna,
2: gonna be a really good signing for Walker this because it's gonna take yeah. less pressure of him because he clearly knew that the replacement right backs we've had in his time at the club have just not been good enough. The onus will have always been on him. So he'll and he's one of those players that does that thing where he either plays at a hundred percent or he isn't playing. So the reason he gets injured so much is because he throws himself about like a kid. And you can tell that's that's his personality. Whenever you see him on like a Spurs T V like segment or what have you, he's always buzzing around the place. And he always seems quite lively. I think that's probably his downfall on the pitch because he doesn't look after himself as much as he should. But the fact that he's had Kyle Norton behind him is clearly dog shit. And the fact that he knows that after Norton's gone, it's going to have to be a a centre-back replacing him, that's an awful lot of pressure for someone. Yeah, awful lot of pressure for someone who knows that the stands aren't particularly in his favour as well. So knowing that he's got a bit of competition, the fact that Trippier will play in games and they will be able to alternate and rotate will help his game. And perhaps not exactly the same as Danny Rose, but... It should elongate his season and he shouldn't hopefully get injured as badly as he did because he, he he tended to start getting up ahead of steam and start playing really well and get confidence in himself again and that's when he'd get injured because he was playing at you know, full pace and, and really getting into things and then he'd injure himself and the recovery period and put him you know, right back to where he started and nobody would think it's any good again because he hadn't had that that time in the squad do you you, uh, is it harsh to say but do you you ever think Walker could be one of those
1: players that's victim to uh, just being a bit thick I mean a a good example being Joe Cole a player who had like the tools to be a a fucking decent footballer but ultimately just seemed pretty stupid Um, I mean a, a pal of mine who's a big Chelsea fan said that that was kind of one of the murmurs around the club is that Mourinho just said he just couldn't he couldn't coach Joe Cole because he, he just couldn't understand basic I've things heard, I've heard
0: that said about Aaron Lennon I have um a friend who knew a member of the Tottenham coaching staff and he said that Aaron Lennon was so stupid that he was uncoachable which I I, I was kind of surprised because I you know not necessarily something I associate with him but it you can never go I, I don't know I, I don't know enough about Kyle Walker but um I don't think Tripp is coming to the club to be a, a second choice because he, he's, he's he's someone who can. It's not like when you bring in a player who's just there just in case someone gets injured. He's someone that actually can take Walker's place, which I think, it's, as Roger said, is really important.
1: And we do have the best left back in the world as well in Danny Rose. So I fucking love Danny Rose. I don't care. Any of you that don't like Danny Rose, fuck all of you. I fuck. <laughs>
2: Danny Rose is going to have five bad games this season. Everyone's going to turn on him because he's got to the apex now of his of his uh, of his love, where everyone's fallen in love with him and thinks he's great. So as soon as he has a, a patch of bad form, everyone's going to turn on him and, and expose the fickle nature in which oh, they support. I, 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 I don't think he, I, I,
0: I'm not I'm not completely on.
2: on I know on I don't that. think he's going to be terrible. I just don't no, think no, he's going to be. Not,
0: I'm not on board with the loving Danny Rose thing. Yeah, no, no, I love completely. him. Good player, but.
2: I appreciate his talents. I think he's good. I just like him
1: as a bloke. I, I really like him. I like him.
2: Like I said, with Ings and Berahino, it's all part of that old yeah, fad footballer yeah. thing that once you spend that amount of time looking at these blocks and trying to analyse and write about them and stuff, you, you sort of, hopefully, you dig past a lot and you don't get caught saying something silly.
1: He did have red hair, though, which was a disgrace. Lads, yeah, don't you think? Uh, should have sold him on the spot, should have just released him.
0: God that was a boring afternoon on
1: Twitter
0: wasn't
2: it fucking hell you know how nice that home kit would be if it had a blue um logo on it rather than the red letters across from it we it, joke but
1: it, it genuinely would no, be
2: no ju- not in a n- never red sense but in an aesthetically pleasing yeah. sense if it, if that AIA was the same color as the uh, as the hash the sash and everything it would be absolutely beautiful, and I'd be w- wanting to get one. But it's, it's <laughs> ugly with it on. I'll I'll do what I did with the uh, the Puma kits. Um, if you wait until. I'm not sure if they'll do this or not, but if, if you wait until the sort of the kit deal runs out and those last few weeks of the season and just after the season finishes, when a, a, a club leaves a kit manufacturer, the old kits and everything start springing about online and in shops without sponsors on because they yeah. tend to just sit there with no sponsors on. Now, I've got one Sports of Sports Directs, don't they? They often do that. I, I found mine online. I don't know if Sports Direct were where it was, but I found mine online and I got one of those Champions League season kits with the really long nice it was a sash on the shoulders essentially wasn't oh, it yeah. yeah nice kit, nice I, got, kit no. I got that without, without a sponsor on which is one of my favourite shirts and I got one from a similar season that season where we had Scott Parker and we had the purple and white away kit I got one of those I think that was Modric's last season I got one of those without a sponsor on as well oh, and, our uh,
0: yellow kit from last year I love a yellow Spurs shirt I used to like our, um, our old Thompson kit yeah with, um, with the red bit the capper. Uh, that was the last kit I owned I like the the one the I think it was like
1: the second or third shirt, the one that was that Thompson era, but it was like a, a deep no, not the deep navy blue with the black sleeves. Oh yeah, yeah. what on Good uh, show, so
2: man. the one two thousand and four five where we almost the one the last season at Highbury where Robbie Keane scored in it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice one. That that was one of the worst moments of my life. I was I was at Highbury for that. I was with the Arsenal fans during it, oh, Robbie Keane God. It was just it almost gives you a kind of like internal hemorrhage when you have to subdue that much joy terrible love that
1: hearing you old just shout play play yeah, on the sideline yeah, fantastic yeah. I love
0: mine you happened in front of me that that was great
1: right lads I think we've uh, we've treated the listeners to more than enough for our first show back Um it's been a been a, been a pleasure shooting the shit with you both again mm. um, if you do want to listen to previous episodes of the Ridge podcast you can do so now on our new home Um, big shout out to Mr Baines XIII that's Raj Baines who you've been talking to and listening to uh, for the duration of this show he has made some appearances in the past but yeah he put a lot of time into building the website so you know big round of applause for Raj you can add in that as a sound effect or something if you want as well mate but go to rtrpod.com um, where you can I mean we haven't really decided the direction of the website I think maybe the odd article will go on there but nothing nothing consistent will it be Raj don't worry
2: I mean, we, we won't like Jack write for it ever so it'll, it'll be I'll, decent quality uh, stuff I'll do go. some banterous
1: bits mate I'll do some you know top five you know players with the biggest top five willies or something like that I don't know I didn't really think that one through. Um,
0: it's something to look forward to. Yeah,
1: exactly. Who's biggest in the showers? There you go. That's that's the line, isn't it? Um, but yeah, you can you can uh, listen to all the previous episodes of the pod there. And our lovely new inbuilt Acast web player is actually a very nice service. Um, we'll still be on iTunes, so you can listen to all of the previous episodes there as well. And uh, I'm not really sure what, I think it's acast.com, but if, you, if you've got an iPhone or an Android phone, you can download the Acast app. It's, it builds itself as like, this, I'm not obliged to say this, by the way, this isn't some cheesy like corporate line, I'm just letting you actually know what it is. It's basically like the Spotify podcasts, and you just download this app. It does
2: sound like a bit been paid to say it, though. I know, it
1: does, doesn't it? It's, I think it's just my professional delivery, talking about willies and things. Um,
2: yeah, sometimes Seb texts me and he goes, do you think working with Jack harms our professional status? And I I think, mean, it definitely uh,
1: does, <laughs> but, you know, you can you can deal with it, because as much as it harms it, I think it bolsters it as well. It shows that, uh, you know, you can tame the beast. But, uh...
2: Did you just refer to yourself as the beast? I did refer beast. to myself as we, the beast. We just right? got a, a, a glimpse that we didn't want into your it's, sexual life. That's what I am. Well, you know,
1: you know... You can learn a thing or two from this old dog. Can Thanks. we kill this? Can we kill this? This needs to stop now. Okay. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the end of the end of the episode. Come and
2: well, uh... oh, send us questions to our email account. That's that's one thing to do. There's a see, contact. Yeah. There's a contact. You see, you you fucked up the ending of this now. Um, no, it's a... a new ending, isn't it? We <laughs> don't have an ending yet. There's a there's a contact with silence. Formative. All
1: right. Formative ending.
2: There's a contact page on the website if you go to. RTRpod.com, there's a contact section with a form and whatnot. So, if you there's a drop down menu for what you want to do, and if you just pick up podcast question rather than sending us anything on Twitter because we inevitably lose them and spend 10 minutes looking for them if it's just in the inbox then it's a lot easier and you don't have to condense your question into 140 characters but please don't send us like free paragraphs as well because that's it feels like I'm sitting at GCSE again it's like a problem solving quiz just you know nice and concise longer than a tweet shorter than an essay <laughs> so we can answer it in, in some depth but not you know an hour's worth of material and uh, that'll do please thank you
1: also, follow us at RTR underscore pod. There you go. <laughs>